the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Sideline Sanity with me, Michelle Tafoya, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There has never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Go to LegacyPMInvestments.com. LegacyPMInvestments.com. We appreciate their support and sponsorship. In part one of this two-part episode, I talked about the miracle of my son, the painful emotional struggle of infertility and having to go through in vitro and multiple miscarriages and just losing all hope and then somehow, some way, winding up with a son who sort of you know, you could say he came out of nowhere, obviously didn't, you know, but he wasn't expected. And there was no reason I should have had a successful pregnancy at age 40, almost 41, but I did. And I've got the kid to prove it. But what I left you with at the end was that we didn't want to stop at one. We wanted more kids, at least one more. And if we could have it our way, we'd want a daughter to compliment the son. <laughs> and so now what choices were we facing? And I, this is such an important part of the whole family story because there's been a stigma. There has been, there, there's fear, there's hope, there's trepidation involved. But I can't wait to tell you about my daughter. And that's next. For nearly three decades, she's reported the action from the sidelines. She started very young. She's covered the NBA, NFL, Olympics, and the college football and basketball national championships. And now, during these insane times in our world, Michelle Tafoya thinks we need a serious dose of sanity. This is Sideline Sanity. With your host, one of the sanest people on planet Earth, Michelle Tafoya. So we had our son in 2005. And about, I mean, it was, you talk about baby bliss. When you've wanted something so badly and you didn't think you were actually going to get it, and then you have it, and it, babies are unbelievable. They're just the most incredible joyful thing in the world. And yeah, there's a lot of sleep deprivation and all the, all the rest, all the stuff that goes with it, but I wouldn't trade it for a thing. And it's the hardest job I've ever had being a parent, but it's the best job I've ever had. And you hear people say that all the time. And there's a reason it's a universal feeling of joy, um, interrupted by bouts of frustration and, and anger and, you know, your, your, your patience being tried, all those kinds of things, but it's been unbelievable. But as I said, we didn't want to stop at one. And I remember my husband saying to me shortly after we had our son, you know, we have, 
We have a baby. Now we get to adopt. And he put it in those terms. We get to adopt. What an opportunity to adopt a child. Well, you have a lot of choices when you're going to adopt a child. You can do it domestically here in the United States. And very often that's an open adoption if people choose to do it that way, which means that the biological mother will still be involved in the child's life. Selfishly, we did not want that. And we did not want to live through one of those stories. I, I know people who have gone through this where they adopted the child and the mother or other parent came back and said, I want my child back. I, I actually know someone who went through that. And that to me is flat out pain I wasn't ready to deal with. <laughs> I couldn't. That was not a risk I was willing to take. Neither one of us were. So we said, okay, it sounds like domestic is out of the question. What do we want to do? Well, my father had had a stroke and he's Hispanic. And I thought, let's, let's look at Latin countries and honor my father this way. And so we did. And that meant Guatemala and Colombia. And because those are really the two that, that have viable adoption programs with the United States. But Guatemala had gotten very, very corrupt and they shut it down. So now we were faced with Colombia. My son was six months old when I started the process. And I remember my mom saying to me, why are you starting so soon? And I said, because it's going to take a long time. So we got to start. So I started in earnest. And we got on this track with a, a, an adoption agency here in Minnesota for a child out of Colombia. And one of the things about Colombia is you could choose, you could ask for the gender of your preference. And we had, had a boy and we thought we wanted a girl. So that's what we signed up for. We went through the paperwork is unbelievable. So if you are considering adoption, start yesterday because it's, it's an unbelievable amount of paperwork and, and documents you've never even heard of before. You know, notary public, that's nothing. You, you're, there were things we had to do. We, it was in a way it was reassuring because you knew that anyone who was going to go through this adoption process this way, had to be vetted every, you know, every which way. And that's a good thing. That's a good thing. When you're bringing a child into your life, you should be, you should be wanting that child. You should be a safe and secure place for that child. So we're going through all of this. And then we get a phone call from the agency that says Columbia just changed their adoption rules. They are trying to keep more of their children in Columbia. And we highly recommend you think of another track to run alongside while you're pursuing a child in Colombia, because you might not get one very soon. Okay. So we looked at the options and we decided to go with Korea. We have known children who have been adopted from Korea and brought here to the United States, close friends. So we said, okay, the, 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 one of the issues with Colombia is that you can get your child at three months of age and with Korea, you're more likely to get a child older than that. And for us, it was really important to raise the child from as early an age as we could. We, we really wanted this child to be in our family for as long as, as possible. So anyway, we get dual tracks. So we're waiting on Korea and we're waiting on Colombia and we're trying to learn about both countries as best we can. And it's just taking an excruciating amount of time Fortunately, we had this little bugger, this little son to keep us entertained and preoccupied and not too worried about it. But we waited. And every time the phone rang and it said 
the name of the adoption agency on the phone. You know, you look down, you're like, is this the, so I would answer the phone and I remember Mary was the name of our, our social worker. And she would start every phone call this way. Michelle, it's Mary. I don't have any news. And she would start with that. So you just immediately drop your sort of excitement and, and you'd go, okay, this is a business call. This has nothing to do with the news. And she'd fill us in on what was going on, this or that. And, but it was taking a long time and it ultimately took two, I want to say two and a half years, but we went through this process and finally this one day my phone rang. I was on my way up to my in-laws to pick up my son. They had been babysitting him. And again, you know, I see that it's the adoption agency. So I'm ready to pick up the phone and have her say, Michelle, it's Mary. I don't have any news. After this break, I'll tell you what happened when I picked up the phone. So there is a lot going on in the world that is affecting your bottom line, your bank account, everything. There's inflation. There's a war. There's the stock market, the the volatility, the interest rates changing, you know, uh, the gas prices, you name it. It just feels really uncomfortable right now on a day-to-day basis. When you go to the gas tank, you go to the grocery store, you're like, my gosh, and I'm going to have to choose between gasoline or heating my house this winter because the prices, I, I opened one of our, our energy bills recently and I, I almost fell over. I mean, it's, it's unbelievably high. So what do you do about the long-term play? Because you still have to think about retirement and your future. And I would recommend you invest in gold and silver. Now, you're going to hear and you have heard, I'm sure, from a lot of different companies out there about, you know, where to invest in gold and silver. I am going to recommend Legacy Precious Metals. Yes, they sponsor our show and they're the ones that I trust for investing in gold and silver. And I would recommend that because this is a long-term play, you make the call sooner than later to get all your questions answered about, you know, what, what this, how this might fit into your IRA, your 401k, whatever the case may be. And it's really as simple as making a phone call. Now do it soon. Cause remember in 2008, people who invested in gold back in 2008, they saw some huge gains. Other people, not so much. Many lost their retirements. So the sooner you can get on this task and check this off the list and give them a call and ask any and all of your questions, the sooner you're going to feel at ease with whatever decision you decide to make. 866-528-1903 is the number. 866-528-1903. One more time, 866-528-1903. They also have a free investor's guide that you can download from their website, LegacyPMInvestments.com legacypminvestments.com. Give them a call. Get your questions answered. Download the free investor's guide. See how this might fit into your long-term plans. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 
800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. So I'm driving to pick up my miracle son. I call him the miracle because there was no reason I should have had a successful pregnancy, but I did. And my phone rings and I see that it's Mary from the adoption agency. And I'm expecting, hi, Michelle, it's Mary. I have no news. And I pick up the phone. I say, hello. And she says, hi, Michelle, it's Mary. And I said, hold on, hold on, hold on. I had to pull over. I pull over and I said, hi, Mary. And she said, I have a daughter for you. And I just lost it. Absolutely lost it. After all that waiting. So I drove the next few minutes up to my in-laws and I walked in the door and I told my mother-in-law and I looked at my son and I said, you're going to have a sister. You have a baby sister. So we called my father-in-law and we put my son on the phone and in his little two-year-old voice, he said, I have a baby sister. <laughs> I sound stupid trying to imitate. It was so freaking adorable. But let me tell you about Columbia. The thing that goes on there is that when a woman decides that she wants to give up a child for adoption, she has the first three months, 90 days of that child's existence to change her mind. Once the 90 days are up and she must wait until those 90 days are up to sign off on a form that says I am fully giving up my child. At the point that she signs that legal document saying I'm giving up my child, she has no recourse at that point. So now she's had 90 days to, she's had the whole pregnancy to think about it. She's now got the 90 days on top of that to really consider, does she want to give up this child? And God bless this woman. She did what was best for her child. This woman had two other kids. They were older and she could not afford a third child. And we could. And so we met our little Olivia. Her name at birth was Valentina, which means bravery, courage. And she was a courageous little thing. So we find out about her, we get the picture, we get the dossier, et cetera, and we start booking our trip to Colombia. All three of us, my husband, my son, we head down to Bogota. But there's more to this story. Here's where it gets really, really good. We get to Colombia on a Monday. We're supposed to meet our daughter on Tuesday. We get a call soon after we land. And we say, there's a problem. We hear, there's a problem. Like, there's a problem? Uh, yes, we need to talk to you. You need to show up at the agency tomorrow and we'll tell you what's going on. <laughs> okay. Talk about the first sleepless night in Bogota. In addition to car alarms going off every five minutes in this area we were staying, we are staring at the ceiling going, what? what is happening? The next day we go to the adoption agency 
and they sit us down and they tell us that our daughter has a heart murmur and she's currently in the hospital and we're not allowed to see her because they're trying to figure out is she sick or what is going on. Well, they figured out that her heart murmur was the result of uh, what's called an aortic coarctation, which basically means her, her aorta was t- was almost pinched in one spot. Think of a straw and you're trying to drink through the straw and someone pinches it. You can't get as much liquid through the straw as you could otherwise. That's basically what was going on so that the blood wasn't getting to her body in the way that it should have. So there's that. And we're told she's going to need surgery. You can't wait until you go home to do it because you're not going to be home for another six or seven weeks because that's how long the adoption process takes and you can't leave the country with the baby until the whole thing is done, which is six to seven to eight weeks. And so you've got to do it here. She's currently in a state hospital. You can have it done there or you can have her taken to this private hospital. Okay. We're in Bogota, Colombia. For the first time in our lives, we've got a two-year and two-and-a-half-year-old with us. And he might have been three. He was three. And we are adopting a daughter who has a heart condition that's requiring surgery, and she's in a state hospital, and okay. So we finally get the okay that we can go to this state hospital to meet her. And make the determination if we want to keep her there or take her to the private hospital. We left our son with some other families in the place we were staying. And we went and it was raining. And we were in a part of Bogota that I can only describe out of a, it was like a scene out of a movie. Not in a good way. We finally got into the hospital. It took probably an hour for this, them to just get us into the hospital. And we met our daughter. And here's the thing that I'll never forget. She was asleep. They woke her up so she could meet us. And the first thing she did was smile at us. These huge brown eyes. But this hospital... Let's just say we opted for the private hospital and we had no idea what it was going to cost. No idea. I mean, we were basically seeing our lives like we don't, we could lose our house. We, we had no idea. We took her, we got her checked in, which took about six hours. <laughs> I fell asleep in her hospital room with her that night. She got a horrible bacterial infection, which put the surgery off 10 days. The little trooper was unbelievably sweet, smiling. She's three and a half months old at this point. Uh, And my husband doesn't speak Spanish and he's taking care of a (laughs) three-year-old. And I'm sleeping in a hospital for 10 days on a really uncomfortable couch, but I didn't care because you know what? We had our own room and they took really good care of us. And ultimately she had surgery. And here's what happened next. She was in the ICU. My husband went in to see her after her surgery. He walked in, he had his 
than Blackberry. She opened her eyes, she looked at him, and she smiled. And we have the photo to prove it, with the little tubes coming out of her nose and all the whole thing. This infant, this tiny baby who had just gone through surgery, they cut two spots open and her back went through and repaired the aorta and stitched her back up again. And here's the remarkable part. After 10 days in a private room with 24-7 nurses, we kind of said, we're all in here. Let's spend what we got to spend. We were checking out. I was going to pay the bill. It was $10,000. Now, I don't know if that sounds like a lot to you or a little, but $10,000 to save our baby's life and get that kind of care, I, I, I was flabbergasted. We were thinking six figures easily, and it wasn't. Oh, my goodness. So that's the story of our little Olivia. We kept her name, Valentina, as her middle name, and it really does suit her because she is a brave little thing, and she still is. So whereas Tyler was the miracle, she was our gift, a gift from this mother who knew that her daughter could have a better life somewhere else. So we have a miracle, and we have a gift, and it is only reinforced my belief that if you want a family, you will find a family. You will build a family some way, shape, or form. You can have a family. I I hope even just one person who hears this gets some sort of inspiration from it or belief that it can happen because I've been there it's so far behind me now. And, and honestly, from the day I had my son, I've never felt the pain again of what it was like. I mean, I can relive it for you and I can remind myself what it was like, but I have my family now and it's unbelievable. And I wouldn't have it any other way, not any other way. So if you're afraid of adoption, that you can't possibly love somebody else's child, <laughs> I, I I can't tell you how you're going to feel, but I can assure you that I had the same trepidation and this child is, she's mine, she's ours. Will we take her back to Columbia? Absolutely. She learned from a very young age that she came from Columbia, that she was born there, that she was in someone else's belly, but she was always in our hearts. And I know that sounds corny and goofy, but you're explaining to a little child who they are. It's important to make sure they are feeling wanted and loved and know their story. And we started that very early. And there's one more little tiny thought. If you adopt your child from somewhere outside of your home state, let's say, buy 18 little gifts wherever you adopt that child. If it's in Texas, if it's in Colombia, if it's in Korea, buy 18 little things that represent that person's background. 
I bought 18 little gifts in Colombia and I thought of each one of them. What would she want when she's 17? What would she want when she's 12? What would she want when she's 18? And each year I bring one out and it's part of her birthday gift. And it keeps her connected to that part of her background. So yes, we will go back. I feel very good about that. Will she want to meet her mom? That's up to her. It's a, one of those, be careful what you wish for kinds of things. And we'll do as much research as we can. In the meantime, you can have a family. You can build a family if you want to. Whether it's through a miracle or a gift or some other way that I haven't even mentioned here. So I wish you courage to be brave, the fortitude to do good, and the hope to know that you can, you can have a family. This has been Sideline Sanity. Thanks for listening. Well, Sideline Sanity, we are very proud to be sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals, and we're joined by Charles Thorngren, the CEO of Legacy Precious Metals. Charles, we are hearing now that this is not transitional inflation. This is not a bump in the road. This inflation is going to be here a while. What, what, does that, what does that tell you? You know, that's the scary thing. Um, I think, you know, economies and, and, and such like that, they can deal with small jars. We have a, a unique situation. We had a Fed that waited much too long to react to the situation, calling inflation transitory for a year when everyone knew it wasn't. But more importantly than that, coming out now saying this is going to be here. This is long term. This is not short term. We're going to have elevated rates for the long term. And why that gets really scary is that means the cost of doing business is going to be elevated for years, which means the cost of goods are going to be elevated for years, which means if companies can't make enough money, they will go out of business. This is why we, we hear some of your bigger companies are already talking about layoffs. So it's a unique situation. The Fed found themselves in a very bad place. And they reacted way too slow. And this is why we're at where we're at. So if I'm an investor, then what's, why do I want gold and silver in my portfolio? What, what will that do for me? You know, that, that's a great question. And that's a question we get a lot. And, and really what gold and silver do, um, they act as the hedge against the dollar weakness. They act as a hedge against the other markets. And we know that, the Dow and, and all of your markets, all your indices are, are, are pulling back, right? That's not the issue. It's not what's already happened. It's what's yet to come. And that's where we, we need to prepare. So depending on who you listen to and, and the research that you do, you know, there are case studies are saying expect to see another 25, 20 to 25% pullback in your equities markets based on interest rates and loans and, and the bond markets they're suffering as well. No one's going out to buy bonds knowing that they're going to be um, an increased return on them in three months. It makes no sense. So that leaves you in a position of what to do with your money and how to protect yourself. This is where gold and silver come in. This is why we say this is a long-term play. You buy it, you forget about it, 
let it do its its job. And its job is to go up over time as the dollar gets weaker, as the purchasing power gets less, gold and silver increase. It protects that purchasing power. And that's the great thing about it. And there's your bottom line and why you need to call Legacy Precious Metals or go download their investor's guide at LegacyPreciousMetals.com. Charles, it's always good to talk to you because these are nerve-wracking times for people. You know, it, it's just the fact of the matter is, as we were told by the, the Fed chair, there's going to be some pain. So if people know that they've got something solid sitting in their investment portfolio, I think they're going to feel a little bit better, right? Absolutely. And, and we, you know, when we look at the actions that have happened just recently, I mean, the Fed has taken a very unique stance and they've done something very um, extraordinary. Three quarters of a basis points raises months in a row. That's one of the largest raises you've ever seen in the Fed through the history of the Fed. And it's not just once. One time is shocking. Here we are on the third month now. And we'll probably do another half a half a basis point next month or, or later this month, possibly even three quarters of a point. So when you look at that and you say that number is going to grow to where the Fed interest rates will be about 5%, unheard of. That means the interest rate to you and I, if that's what banks pay to borrow money, we're going to see, you know, credit cards will probably be over 28, 30% again. You're going to see home loans coming in 9, 10, possibly even 11%. And it's it's a scary time. And this is why we say, okay, know this coming. Don't be afraid. You You now are aware. So now you can protect yourself. And that's what we help people do. Don't be afraid. Prepare. Just prepare yourself. And like I say every day, I trust Legacy Precious Metals when it comes to investing in gold and silver. So go to LegacyPMInvestments.com, LegacyPMInvestments.com. Charles and his group can answer any and all of your questions. Charles, thank you so much. My pleasure as always. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.